podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you're all doing well and thank you as always for being here. And it's the run up to the holiday season. I'm sure you've all got your plans on how you would like to spend it. But as we round off the final DNF1 podcast of 2023, it's only right that we do the predictions reaction episode that I'm sure many of you have been looking forward to because most importantly, we need to find out who was the best predictor, and who, more importantly, was the worst, and will have to do the dreaded forfeit. Joining me on this episode on the DNF1 panel, we only have Lee Wannington, I'm afraid. Courtney is otherwise occupied, but we will be keeping count of Courtney's score as we go, so he's still partaking. But first of all, Lee, first of all, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm crazy as sure as everyone else is at this time of year, being work being silly and just the preparations for Christmas and all that fun will ensue um but obviously I can see that you've got your Ferrari top on so you're obviously celebrating the the news about when they're going to unveil that title challenger (laughs) yeah I'm not sure what year that's going to be personally if it's a title challenger but (laughs) gotta live in hope my friend it's the hope that kills you all the uh I don't want to say propaganda, but all the positive news you hear about Ferrari in the run-up to when this new car will be unveiled. Of course, that be on the 13th of February 2024. The only team so far to have announced that they will unveil the car. So we've got to hope it's a championship contender. Whether it will be or not, we'll have to wait and see. But joining me, in addition to the DNF1 panel tonight, we have welcoming back to Luke Burns from the 1892 Reds podcast. If you're a Liverpool fan, definitely recommend checking that out. But Luke, how are you doing? How are the nerves coming into this prediction reaction episode? I'm quite calm with this, actually, to be fair. Thanks for letting me come on. But I'm actually quite calm. Courtney's bottled it. Um, I think he probably knows why, I believe. like, I mean, I'm confident in my ability. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I've got some drastically wrong. But at the same time, I think I might have pulled one or two out of the bag. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably confident, I'd say. I've not come last. Well, we don't know yet. As I said, at this point, none of us know who's done well and who hasn't. Um, We've made notes of all of our answers for each category, but we don't know who's done what. So we're going to find out in this episode. And as I said, guys, if you did your predictions with us at the start of the season, please do feel free to play along at home. But just a reminder of how we're going to do this. There were set points that we set for each category. majority of them were worth a point unless otherwise stipulated. Um, And then, of course, we have the bold prediction at the end, which will be worth a massive five points, which could really make the difference for any of us that got that correctly. So for for those of you that weren't with us, obviously, we did set a forfeit for the panel member that did come in last place. And just to remind you of how that works, we're going to play a clip from the predictions episode that we did earlier in the year to spell out what the forfeit is going to be. We have got the added spice of a little forfeit. Now, we were coming up with some ideas to make this a little bit interesting, and we would love for you guys to follow us along with our journey for this year. And I've already agreed this with the panel, so I'm going to spell out the forfeit, and uh, we'll get our reactions to that straight away uh, following that. And basically, whichever one of us comes last in the prediction, so obviously gets less points than everybody else, they will have to stand 
in, I say around Oxford Street in central London, for about half an hour, wearing a rival team's colours, holding up a sign saying, I lost a bet and I have to acknowledge so forth and so forth. So just spell it out for Luke, being a Red Bull fan, he will have to wear a Mercedes top with a sign saying, I lost a bet and therefore must acknowledge that Lewis Hamilton is better than Max Verstappen. For Courtney and Lee, it will be the opposite, wearing a Red Bull top, acknowledging that Max is better than Lewis. For me, however, of course, I don't really have a stake in this fight. Mine will be a bit different, something close to me. I will be wearing a Mercedes shirt with a sign saying, I must acknowledge that Sir Lewis Hamilton is better than Michael Schumacher. So there we go, guys. That was the forfeit spelled out. Pretty specific for each of us. And of course, whilst Courtney is not with us on this episode to do the reaction, I'm sure he won't mind uh, that I have taken note of all the predictions that he did. And uh, we'll have to wait and see how that all goes down. But how are we feeling, guys? How are the nerves? Are we uh, are we worried? I'm probably not as confident as Luke to be. Uh, I'm just, to I'm be just happy if I don't come last. That's what I'm happy with. <laughs> No, fair enough. Um, but don't worry, I've made a note of what everybody's done anyway, so I will be able to fact check. So there will be no last minute shenanigans or anyone trying to sneak in a fake prediction where, because I've got it all written down, so uh, we're not going to get anything past me. Uh, so let's move on, guys, to the first category of the 2023 predictions. And that was the biggest surprise of 2023. Now, for the benefit of this, and for all the other categories, some of them are a little bit subjective. So I think because there are three of us, we can kind of decide whether or not uh, we think that it is a fair prediction or that is accurate. Um, obviously, I think we have to be objective here. I don't want us to try and be tactical and say, oh, you can't have this or be harsh. I think we have to try and be fair because there's three of us. So hopefully we can achieve that. Um, if we get difficult, I'll just take the casting vote seeing as I'm the host. So uh, got to have some <laughs> level of autonomy somewhere. Might as well use it today. In other words, you're going to win. <laughs> we'll he did see. win last year, Luke. He did win. He's he had half a point over me. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. All right. Be, All right. I'll try and back you tonight, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, guys, uh, I mean, I predicted that Seb would retire and Fernando would replace him at Aston Martin back in 2022, and I think I deserve to win for that prediction alone. That was some 400 IQ play there, foresight. But uh, anyway, look, Ferrari got to win something, and they so you know, you so. just got to keep believing. Eventually, it will stick. Some point, but. Uh, when and where, I don't know. I didn't expect Ferrari to win one race this year, but yet here we are. And it turns out that was actually quite an achievement, all things considered. So, biggest surprise of 2023. Luke, I'm going to let you go first. Who did you pick for your biggest surprise of 2023? In terms of, like, obviously throughout the whole season, what I thought what the biggest surprise was. I yeah. felt that, if I remember rightly, I said Perez would lose his seat. You did. You said Perez would lose his seat to Ricardo at the end of the season. Now, obviously, there's a certain amount of time that you can wait on something like this, but we've seen the full confirmation from the FIA now of the grid. We know there are going to be no changes uh, for the first race of the season in Bahrain to what ended the season in Abu Dhabi. So unfortunately, Luke, that is uh, Neil Poir. For that first one, no I'm so points. And I'm so close on that. It's just because if I'd have said Ricardo to come back into the into the sport, ah, uh, oh well, it's not. To be fair, it's not a bad guess though, because throughout the whole season, obviously there was always the debate with Perez and Ricardo. So like it was like, yes, yes, <laughs> it might happen. But yeah, listen, I I think Perez will lose his seat next year. I'm I'm fairly confident with that. Well, we'll have to wait and see. You might have to put it in your prediction for next year. Um, so, Lee, 
Um, you, um, because I've noted yours down, um, you said Aston Martin will go to that next level. Courtney also said the same thing. Um, even though you didn't quantify that, I think, in fairness, Luke, I think we've both got to give them both a point for that one because they Just. did level up. Well, they, they did level up. I mean, Fernando Alonso was it six, seven podiums this year? The first half of the season, they were in the fight for the podium. You could argue they were in fight for the race win for the first few races before Max Verstappen pulled that extra gear out. Um, so I, I, I do think they leveled up overall where they were compared to last year. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, I, that's why I say just. I think the first, you know, sort of third to a half of the season, I think they were really good. And obviously they definitely did go up a level and obviously compete for podiums. And of course, Alonso carried them for a majority of the season. You know, for me, that was the difference with Aston Martin as well this year as well. Um, but obviously second half of the season, that's why I'm saying just second half of the season, like as a whole, they were really poor. Um, McLaren obviously stepped up their game and obviously they, you know, Aston Martin didn't really have any other challenges apart from that. Maybe Ferrari, Mercedes were in their own little battle, but McLaren made it a bit more with Aston Martin. That's where I think it's a bit, but yeah, I, I'll accept defeat on that one. <laughs> no, I think we have to be fair to this one. Aston Martin, they did level up. As I said, a lot more podiums. Fernando Alonso in particular was an absolute star, in my opinion, the best driver this season other than Max Verstappen. Um, and I think you agreed with me on that one, Lee. Uh, Courtney, not so much. Um, yeah, well, it... <laughs> it's Fernando's most successful season since 2012 or something like that. Yeah, um, since he was last in a championship fight. And for me, I think considering where Aston Martin were like, the season before, where they've been this season, yeah, okay, they moved up one place in the Constructors' Championship, but they were an absolute gulf between where they were in 2022 and where they are now, and hopefully where they will be in 2024. They might be even better. So I think only fair, a point for both you and Courtney on that one, Lee. My one, I said Alpine would come fourth and would score a podium. Now... They did score a podium. They scored two, in fact, I uh, believe. Ocon in um, in Monaco and Gasly, was it in Zandvoort? Gasly got a podium? Yeah, they, they got one each. They both <laughs> come third. Yeah, they? I think he come third. That being said, I did say on the pod that they both had to come in for me to get a point because I'm sure people are going to go back and check to make sure that we've done this fairly and say, oh, actually, Ed, you did say yeah. if both come in, only if both come in, you get a point. So... In all fairness, I don't think I should get a point for that one because mine was a two-parter. Um, you're going to argue with that. If you were going to get if you were going to get half a point for that, I'm getting half a point for Ricardo. <laughs> there's no way you're getting a point. <laughs> well, you're not getting half a point because it's simply put because Perez didn't lose his seat, so yours was completely in the bin. So no, no points for me. So for after that first one, um, it's a good start for you and Courtney Lee. Um, got a point on the board. Me and Luke got some catching up to do. Uh, biggest letdown of 2023. Um, again, we'll have to judge these as we go. I wrote Alpha Tauri would finish ninth or lower. That didn't happen. Nearly finished... did. <laughs> it did for a long time. Yeah, they were, you were they were about it for a while, weren't you? Yeah, it was only until they started getting those upgrades and started working a bit more closely to the to the Red Bull team again, which obviously now they're going to do more seriously in 2024. No surprises there. Um, but there was a time where they did look like they were struggling, but then they got their act together. Sonoda in particular was brilliant. They could almost got P7 off of Williams. So yeah, no points for me at that one. I don't think anyone's complaining. Um, Courtney wrote Sergio Perez. Now, this one is a little bit 
difficult to kind of answer because he said things would get rocky between him and Max Verstappen. They never really did, though, did they? It never really got rocky between them two. It got rocky after the fourth race when they were, oh, Sergio's going to fight the championship. They're two wins apiece. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it lasted one race weekend. It was rocky. Yeah, exactly. I mean, does it count for the biggest letdown of 2023? I mean, not I don't for me. Think, I, don't I don't think know. it's the biggest letdown. And the only reason why so. I don't think, I think, and, and and to be fair, he's always he's quoted on it a lot. The majority of the whole season's been a letdown, unless you're a Max Verstappen fan like myself. I'm not being like Perez has won two races this year. You know, there's only one of three drivers that have won a race this season. So for me, I'd say in the biggest letdown. I know obviously there's been other circumstances along the season, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest letdown this season. There's been a few more. I mean, you could argue. You could argue potentially Charles Leclerc has been a bit of a letdown compared to, to Perez. Well, I think I'm, Ferrari's I'm, probably been more a letdown. Yeah, I think Charles Leclerc has been a letdown. I'm, I'm just Ferrari using it as an example. I yeah. think I, I'm just using it as an example. I think if you compare Leclerc's season from last year, you know, obviously where he's won a few races compared to this year, he's not really challenged at all. So I wouldn't say Perez is the biggest letdown this year, in all honesty. No, well, me neither. I mean, you can argue case about Lance Stroll, for example. Um, Huss, probably another one, because I think people are hoping Huss might move forward. And, well, they were dreadful for the most part. Magnussen, maybe, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, Perez comes second in the Drivers' Championship, didn't he? You know, he yeah, just which is what Red Bull wanted. Yeah, and they'd never achieved that before either. They've never had a 1-2 in the Drivers' Championship. So, it, it wasn't a great season for Perez, but, you know, the stats would argue that, despite all of that, it was still his best ever season in Formula 1. So, um, no, I I would love to give him half a point for that, but I don't think we can, I, out of fairness, I just don't think we can give him half a point for that, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, sorry, Courtney. Um, Lee, you went with Williams. You also went further in saying that Sargent would be as bad as Latifi. And... Um, he scored a point. He crashes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he crashed. <laughs> but yeah. I, I yeah. just... I don't think you can count anything to do with Williams as really a letdown, to be honest. Um, and the fact that Sargent has kept his seat um, and he was showing progress towards the end of the year, I, I don't think you can as a letdown either. Uh, well, I mean, in in my defence, I don't think Williams... Because um, like your one was a two-part, I don't think Williams was a letdown, but I do think Sargent was a, a letdown. I think he equaled Latifi, in my opinion. But and it was a two-parter um, prediction, so that's... That's fair enough, but I'm just explaining that I still think Latifi uh, Sergeant was a letdown, even though he's still got his seat. Yeah, I mean, if he performs the same way next year, then perhaps that would be fairer to put that in. Um, but by all intents, Williams were were brilliant this year. Thank you, Alex. Considering where we expected them to be, so it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say it wasn't Sergeant, no. Yeah, yeah sorry, mate. <laughs> that damn Albon. So good. Um, Luke, who did you pick as your biggest letdown of 2023? I gen- I know you know, but I'm just trying to remember. Wasn't it? <sighs> well, I'll give you a hint. Wasn't you haven't got Sonoda? a point after this one. So yeah, it was Sonoda, yeah. Yeah, I did say you yeah. Sonoda, didn't I? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Sonoda was out. Well, he I think first half of the season, teams. I might have had yeah. a chance. I don't know. Maybe, but I think Sonoda in particular. I, but I'm, I'm sort of saying that in terms of they didn't score many points. 
Yeah, but it's you said because, Tsunoda, not Alpha Tower. Yeah, I know, but like in general, like he was the one that, uh, that my argument was was he was supposed to be the one that was going to take Alpha Tower to that next level where Gasly had moved on. So that's where I was like, that's where I think he could be a bit of a letdown. And he was then sort of looked at number one where De Vries obviously started the season. So that was my argument. But listen, at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've got that wrong. I'll put my hands up. I've got, I've got it wrong. That's <laughs> all right. We've all got it wrong. I mean, Sonoda, for what it's worth, he comfortably beat all three of... Well, it's not comfortably, but he beat all three of his teammates... Um, in the time that he was with them. I mean, Liam Lawson only got a small crack at it anyway, and Ricardo was obviously hampered, but I thought this was a decent season for Sonoda. I think he was definitely, I think I put him in my top 10. I'm sure I put him in my top 10 drivers of the season. So I think it's been a decent year for him, all things considered. So uh, yeah, so no points across the board for any of us on that one. So it's as we were. Next category. Well, this one should be much more straightforward. It's less objective here. Surprise race winner. Um, Lee... You picked Fernando Alonso. Would nearly been came in. <laughs> it nearly came in. I mean, there was Monaco. If he'd gone on to the Inters a bit sooner than he had done, he may have been able to hold Max off. He nearly got him in Zandvoort. Um, Fernando was probably the closest driver of, of any of the others to getting a race win that didn't actually win a Grand Prix this year. So it was quite unlucky, but it was a good shout. I'd have loved to have seen that one come in. Um, so uh, no points for that one. Courtney went with Norris. So unfortunately, no points for that one either. Luke, what did you go for? I also went with Landon Norris as well. Yeah. And I, well, I was completely muddied on this one. I went with Gasly. <laughs> you had a lot of faith in Alpine. I had a lot <laughs> of really... faith in Alpine. Like, they <laughs> really <laughs> let me down this year. I mean, fair, I mean, you got a third place finish in the end of it. I mean, you weren't far away. But obviously, yeah, you had, a, you had, you was definitely hoping for another Monza moment, wasn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, we, we were picking drivers that weren't really likely to win a race. At the time, we thought the likely winners were going to come from a Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes. Um, that's kind of how we set that particular category. So unfortunately, because of how the season went, we kind of muddied ourselves on that one, regardless of where we would have gone. So uh, unfortunately, no points for any of us on that one, uh, which is a shame. We'll have to try and do better next season. Uh, might be easy. We might have a larger pool of drivers to pick from next season because only Max and Carlos won. Uh, last year uh, 2023 drivers champion Lee I know you can't quite remember what you picked but do you want to take a guess at what I've got down for you on this one I can I'm, I'm sure we can all get what Lee said in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, definitely Logan Sargent wasn't it <laughs> it definitely was a Logan Sargent um, my I'd, guess have given him ten, I'd have given him 10 points if he'd have put Sargent <laughs> and that come through um, my guess would have been Max um Again, yeah, it was Max Verstappen. Uh, Courtney also <laughs> went with Max and Luke to round it all off. We all I'll went with Max. Tell didn't you we? what, especially for Courtney, I bet that was hard at the start of the season to say Max's going to win the championship, but yeah, I mean, it was a full ass, wasn't it? I think we all said it Max was a full ass. We all got a point. I mean, look, Courtney, that might have hurt Courtney to say that, but he ain't <laughs> stupid. He knew we all knew Max was going to win and, and probably dominate, not to the level that he did, but uh, yeah, he certainly was a very worthy champion this year. Um, the Constructors' Champion. So this one is quite interesting. Um, Lee and Courtney went with Mercedes. Ooh. And you and I, Luke, we went Red Bull. I, I, and can I just say, uh, this is going to surprise you, maybe Lee, I very nearly went for Ferrari. Very oh, nearly. <laughs> very nearly went for Ferrari, but in the end, I did change my mind. I went, no, I'm going to... I'm going to stick to my boys. I think Red Bull are going to do the double. And obviously, I was I was right in the end. 
I think what we'll do next season is we'll put a separate category in addition to this saying, can Max Verstappen win the Constructors' Championship single-handedly? Which he, he pretty much did this year by a mile. They, so we might they, add that in. They, the, there was the, the, the crazy stat, wasn't it, where Perez, if he doubled his points, he still would have lost by five points this year. Yeah. So Verstappen. Right. Madness. Yeah. Absolute crazy level of dominance. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, we talked about this in great length with uh, Craig Scarborough, who we did the episode with uh, recently. If you haven't checked that out, guys, definitely check it out with Scarbs F1. It was a great episode about 23, 24, and looking forward to 26 as well. Uh, so if you're a tech nerd, it will be a great listen to you. Uh, I know I'm a bit biased, but uh, there you go. Um, okay, so looking at the scores so far, if my maths is correct, Courtney and Lee, you both have two points at this point. Luke, you have one point, uh, two points, sorry, and I have, uh, I have one at the moment. So, uh, That's yeah, it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Predictions are over. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're keeping score at the moment, I have some catching up to do. Luke, Courtney, and Lee are all lying a third on two each. But don't worry, we are still close. Still plenty of the way to go at the moment. So we're, we're uh, yeah, still time for me to salvage something here. Uh, next category is the Rookie of the Year. Lee, do you want to have a go at guessing what you picked? Uh, Oscar Piastri. You did, Oscar Piastri. So that's a point for you. Yes. I also <laughs> went with Oscar Piastri. So that's a point for me. Luke, what did you go with? Originally, I went with the Freeze, but then I believe I changed to Piastri. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah, I'm not going to be harsh because I, I remember I listened to this in detail to make sure I got exactly what everyone guessed. If I remember, sorry, if I remember rightly, you did say that De Vries doesn't really count as a rookie because he'd already raced the year before. No, I did say for the benefit of this argument, he was going to be included as a rookie because he'd only mm. done one race. Um, but seeing as he didn't even finish the season, I don't even know if he'd qualify. Uh, not that he'd have won it anyway. Um, but yeah, Piastri for you as well, Luke. So that's a point. And Courtney also went with Oscar Piastri as well. So a point for all of us on that one. So good job. Good job there. Um, okay, so next category, just making sure I've got my full list here. Will a driver be dropped mid-season? Now, this was an interesting one. It was a yes or no question. Basically, if you got it right, you got a point. If you didn't, you got no point. Uh, Lee, do you know what you guessed? Uh no, it's here. So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what I predicted for this one. I'm afraid you, you said no. Um, ah, so sorry. did Courtney. So no points for you or Courtney, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I also said no. Luke, what did you say? I should have went with my gut instinct because I nearly said yes. You, this was another one you changed your mind. If you'd have yeah, gone with I your did. gut, you'd have been right. But uh, you said no as well. And uh, yeah, because I was getting, and it kind of sort of made me look like a bit of an idiot really because I said Perez would lose his seat and obviously then again I said no so I was like and then as I come off the pod I thought oh my god like, I actually generally think there's going to be a change this year <laughs> but, but Perez you know. could have lost his seat after the last race which has still been the season so you could have still had your prediction would have been you would have been uh, uh, counteracting yourself the only saving grace I would have had would have been Nick DeVries losing his seat because Ricardo came in when did he come in was it was it Zanvoort? I think he came in. Or was it was a couple of races before. Yeah, it was. Well, Le Ricardo came in um, after the British Grand Prix, and I can't came in. I think, yeah, it was. I think it was Belgium. 
He came in first race and then did a couple, obviously broke his wrist in Zanvort, so kind of ruled him out. Um, which brings us to our next category, because none of us scored on that one. Um, how do you do on this one? Will Daniel Ricciardo race in 2023? We all said no. Oh, no. We all made compelling <laughs> arguments to say that this wouldn't happen. I mean, look, at the time, when we first saw him, he didn't look like he was ready to step into a car and get going again. He looked like he'd had a nice winter break. We just enjoyed himself, relaxed, didn't really worry about training too much. He was there in a in a marketing capacity with Red Bull. He was going to all of the marketing events, all of the launches, the stuff they did with Ford and all the other bits. He didn't look like he was ready to jump in an F1 car. And then, of course, what happened with De Vries, there was talk about Ricardo potentially getting in that seat. And then, of course, it happened quite dramatically. He did that Red Bull run and all the other stuff. And then it got to a point where he was in the run for the Red Bull seat itself. So it, it's been a bit of a whirlwind here for Ricardo in that regard. Um, obviously, we're all glad to see him back on the grid, but none of us saw it coming at the time. So uh, I'm not glad because he yeah. lost. He's cost me three points. <laughs> <laughs> should have gone with your gut, Luke. Should have gone with your gut. Yeah, should yeah. should add well done to Red Bull for obviously the rebuilding and retraining and the redevelopment of Daniel. I mean, that's an amazing turnaround from where he was yeah, when he left definitely. McLaren to where he was at the end of the season. So well done Red Bull on that. Um getting Daniel back. Absolutely. And he could be in the run in for twenty twenty five if he performs himself. I hope Yuki Sonoda gets a fair chance at it, although I think it's unlikely, but uh, he's proven himself to be pretty decent and he may be the best of the bunch, to be honest, and that will leave Red Bull in a bit of a pickle. Next category, flop of the year. I went with Yuki Sonoda. I think by my own defence of Sonoda not being a flop when Luke tried to claim the biggest letdown earlier. I don't think I can claim anything on that one. So no points for me. Lee, you also went with Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. So did Courtney. So, uh, yeah, we really did not expect much from Sonoda this year. So I'm actually really disappointed in myself that I did not give him a hope in hell of being good. And I'm so glad that he actually was pretty decent, especially in the second half of the year. Well, we, I think just not just Yuki, but it's also AlphaTauri. We didn't expect much from them in general. And obviously, you predicted that they would be ninth or lower. And so, yeah, it was just the really had no faith in their development. And until the end of the season, they were looking like they were going to fulfill that. So, yeah. Well, I certainly won't be doing that for next year's one. I think AlphaTauri would be much higher than fighting for ninth or even P8 next season so uh yeah we'll have to see how that one goes uh so that leaves luke at this point what did you go with luke mine's a debate i think i went with joe guan yu and i was looking through his statistics correct me if i'm wrong adam and, and his highest finish was ninth bottas pretty much out qualified him uh out sort of scored him this year as well and then there was a few other things I see as well where I, I compared it to last year as well. And he's basically slightly gone backwards compared to last year. And we had the Sonoda debate, whether Sonoda was able to step up. And obviously I was wrong. And obviously you obviously you guys, obviously, uh, Adam was saying Sonoda's had a very good year. I generally think uh, Zhou Guan Yu, compared to your three answers as well, I think I deserve potentially half a point. Oh, well, he's made and the I, case. And, I, and I'm still saying that. And I, 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 the only other reason I say that as well is there was a little bit of a bigger hype this year for Alfa Romeo compared to Williams and Alfa Tauri and Haas, I think, in that sort of area around the grid. 
And I don't really think that either one of them, I think Bottas didn't really have a great year either. I think I'd have had more of a chance of getting a point more definitely with Bottas. But with Zhou Guanyu, I, I generally don't think he had that great of a year, in all honesty. I think he went slightly backwards compared to last year. Well, we've got the numbers here. So I think, Lee, this is one of those where I think in the absence of Courtney, you and I are probably going to have to decide if Luke's case for a half point on Joe is justified. So here are the numbers uh, to talk about Joe's season. And we'll compare to his teammate, because I think that's probably a decent benchmark here. Um, so obviously Bottas beat Joe in 13 of the 22 races this year. Joe got nine. Uh, qualifying, it was 16-6 in Bottas's favour. So yeah, qualifying, he was definitely ahead of his teammate. Points-wise, it was 10-6 in Bottas's favour. Uh, he finished in the points three times this season. Bottas finished four. His best rate finish was ninth, as you said. Bottas's was eighth. His highest grid position was fifth. Um, I'm trying to think what race that was. Was that was that Bahrain or was it Vegas? I, can't, I don't think it was Vegas. I think it was very late on. I can't remember. But there yeah. was a, a top 10 shoot and he did pretty well. Yeah. Well, Bottas was seventh in that one. And then three DNFs each. So, I mean... It's a tough one. I, I agree. I don't think Joe has been fantastic. I don't think he's been terrible. Um, that being said, there was a driver in Taylor Paul chair that was waiting in the wings, won the F2 championship. He's not going to be driving in the Sauber next season, whatever they decide to end up calling it, kick stake or stake kick or, or kick out for or kick Sauber. I don't know. But um, at this point, um, for me, there is an argument that some people have made that if if there wasn't a, shi- a Chinese Grand Prix coming in 2024, and it should have come in 22 and 23, and even 21 to a degree, Zhou Guan Yu might not be on the grid next season. There is that incentive for F1 to really capitalise on this Chinese market, and having a Chinese driver at a Chinese race will help towards that. Maybe that is a big part as to why Zhou is on the grid, rather than through his own merit in terms of what he's delivered on the track. That's the opinion of some people, not necessarily one that I share, but I do feel that if he has another year like this one, I don't think you can justify keeping him on the grid for 2025 and beyond that. So, um, I mean, what do you reckon, Lee? I mean, I don't think he's been the, the biggest flop this season, but is it enough to quantify a half point? I I, I do have an agree that I don't think he's been a, a big flop. Um Going back, using one we mentioned earlier, Lance, compared to Fernando, Lance flops like a belly flop in a pool and you get all that red belly. And that was just Lance's season. But um, for Joe was very thereabouts in Valtteri's performance, which I think is more of a the team failing uh, as overall. And or Valtteri was on holiday mentally and just checked out from testing and that was it. And But he would, they were, there's not a large disparity between the teammates, which even where I've said about Logan, Sargent and Alex, there's a big still disparity between the results of those two. So for me, I don't think it's quite a, a flop, but he didn't do great, but neither did Valtteri. Yeah. Oh. I was just looking at it as a perspective in terms of, I think it'd have been easy to go with, say, Sargent or one of the hash drivers because... I think Hulkenberg and, and Magnussen, I don't think they could be flops either because they they were superb in qualifying. I mean, both of them, they were getting in Q3s. Um, well, well you know, Hulkenberg you definitely at, um, has not, not been a flop Alpha this Tauri, year. Obviously, towards yeah. the end of the season, they were pretty good. Um, and obviously, as you said, Lance Stroll, I mean, we all know why he's in the sport. 
Um, you know, but it's that's why I sort of looked at Joe Guan Yu and I thought to myself, well, if those obviously I didn't know how the season was going to pan out, but I compare that as well. I compare Hassan qualifying was superb. Obviously, the races they weren't great. Williams obviously done well with Albon. I didn't really want to sort of choose Sergeant because you know, coming against Latifi, obviously it's it's obviously difficult. Um and obviously you look at as I said, Alpha Tauri and Haas. Obviously, I didn't really feel that there was going to be anything. That's why I sort of, I believe, I think I've just done enough for a half point. But listen, if it's, if it's not the case, it's not the case. But what do we think, Lee? Are we going to be generous and give Luke half a point here? I know Courtney's answer anyway. Obviously, uh... well, I mean Courtney's <laughs> not here, so we can't do nothing about it. Unfortunately, like I would love to get his insight on this one, but um, you know, unfortunately, he's not here, so we just have to deal with the panel that we have. Uh, uh, my opinion is he wasn't a flop so Adam means it's your deciding vote um, if yeah, you do you know what I'm, I'm inclined to agree uh, I look I, I don't think Joe has been great outrageous I, I, for me it just if, if I was going to pick the driver that's flopped the most this season I would say Magnussen personally oh, that'd be Nick DeVry he lost his seat he well, flopped yeah. so hard he flopped yeah. out the score <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm counting the drivers. Scoring your own points, Adam. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, ca- I'm counting the drivers that finished the season, but, e- but even by he that logic... He didn't even logic- finish it, he's a flop. Oh, well, there you go then, Luke. You've just talked yourself out of a half a point there, so there you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm still adamant I deserve half a point. I don't, you know, think, yeah. you, I don't think you do. I think Nick DeVries right, so is... Uh, I, I completely forgot... No, I, I, I completely forgot about Nick DeVries, so I don't think we can do that. So, uh, yeah, so Nick DeVries, flop of the season. There we go. No arguments there. So uh, no points, unfortunately, for Joe Guan Yu. Um, but uh, that's okay. So move on, on to the next category. Um, it's ha- an interesting one, this one. How many points will Alonso outscore Stroll by? The closest one to the actual total wins. Um, okay, so I went with 30. Luke, do you remember what you did? Well, I didn't win because I said 28 and then it was Courtney's guess again. And then I think Lee went last. So basically, <laughs> Lee's won the point. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, Courtney went 31 and then Lee very wisely went 32. But it could have gone the other way. You know, you yeah. never know. But uh, overall. I'm very sorry to interrupt. I said 28, right? You said 27, actually. But it doesn't matter. You didn't get the point. I mean, I just... you could 26. So uh, Lee won that one because, uh, well, the Fernando outscored Lance by 132 points. So Lee was only 100 points off, but he was still closer than the rest of us. So uh, it's a point for Lee on that one, which brings us to our final category. And and really, it makes all the others kind of irrelevant, uh, being the bold prediction. So just a highlight and a recap of the scores so far. Lee, you are in the lead at the moment. You have four points. Myself, Luke and Courtney all have three points each. So this last category could decide who does the dreaded forfeit. How are the nerves before we go into this last one? Listen, I'm still confident that... All right, can I just say, is there a suggestion if there's a joint last? Well, I think the other two will have to decide what that will be if we end up in a situation like that. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, let's go to the bold predictions. Um, Lee, do you remember what your bold prediction was? No idea, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, seeing as you're in the lead, you can go first. So, your bowl prediction was four different constructors to win a race. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> we you didn't even get four winners. <laughs> no, we didn't get four winners. We only got t- 
like, the thing is that this is the thing you, you, you said, and specifically you spelled this out. You went with Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Aston Martin to win a race. Unfortunately, only two won a race. You could even be cheeky and say that three won in, if you include Oscar Piastri winning the sprint for McLaren. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not enough. It's too bold. So unfortunately, no points for you, which means that you are currently leading, but you might not, not be, or you, you might not be by the end of this. <laughs> Courtney, this is important here. Courtney went with Aston Martin to finish best of the rest and Fernando Alonso to finish in P7. Um, he was very specific about that one. Um, they didn't do either, did they? I mean, Fernando, where did he finish? No, no, was it f- I believe it's best of the rest. Fernando finished? No, it's well, it fourth depends when you put best of the rest. If you mean outside well, the, the top McLaren, five constructors. I would so say McLaren were best of the rest. I best of the rest. If you put it outside <laughs> Red Bull, that's Mercedes. I think we've always associated it as the top three. Yeah. Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. And then obviously they were at that point, they were best of the rest. And then obviously McLaren obviously came about and McLaren nearly took at least P3 at one point. Um, obviously, but they, they obviously fell short. I, I would say McLaren probably ended up being best of the rest. Just yeah. because by virtue, when we always say best of the rest, we basically mean anyone that's not in a Red Bull, Mercedes or Ferrari because we expected them yeah. to be the top three. So uh, yeah, no points on that one for Courtney, which means Lee, you are safe at this point. <laughs> Um, but have you won? We'll have to wait and see. Luke, what did you go? Actually, no, we'll, actually, no, we'll come to Luke in a minute. Ooh. I will go next. My one was a very bold one. Do you remember what I did? Because we've talked about it a lot this year. I know exactly what you done. What did I say? You said Lewis Hamilton will not win a race in 2023. I'm not proud of it. Well, actually, no, I am proud of that <laughs> prediction, to be honest. Look... <laughs> And to be honest, look, if Lewis had won a race well, uh, race this year, I, I thought my pre- Adam, I thought my um, prediction was going to be uh, there goes my lead. But there you go. Again, the, at the last category, at the last the, one, my lead. Do you know, this is do you not know how, Do you know how badly I think the last two, three races it was like it's literally coming. He was telling me the whole season. It was like, trust me, I thought this was going to be done. This? How in the world? I think Mercedes were very close to winning one race. I think it was. Oh, I can't remember what it was. But there was a race in particular where they were very strong. And then well, I was um, there was Texas, wasn't it? Yeah, Texas. Obviously, Russell was very strong. But yeah, Harry's pulled that out of the bag. As I said, it, it's a, it was a bold prediction. Um, I did not expect it to come in, but it has. And um, I certainly won't be as bold next year with that one. Um, I don't think it'll be three years in a row that he doesn't win a race. But that's five points for my bold prediction, which takes me up to a nice and healthy eight overall. So uh, now it comes to the last one, Luke. If you get anything off this one, then uh, you will be off the bottom. What did you go for? <laughs> Might as well just say me and Courtney finished joint last. I said three three way fight for the for the drivers championship, and, and you was... went specifically Max Lewis and Charles, didn't you? Yeah, and it was it was done after pre season testing. In all honesty, <laughs> like it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'd have loved for that one to come in personally. Maybe we'll get it next year or we'll have to wait and see. Probably not. But um, unfortunately, yes, you're right. No points. So that brings our final scores for those of you keeping count is I ended up being first with eight points. Lee, you are second with four. And Luke and Courtney are tied for last with three. Now that leaves us a bit of a conundrum here, Lee. Seeing as 
you and I are safe. I feel like we should have the power to decide what happens now because we weren't expecting a tie for the for the bottom spot. And we did say whoever would come last would do the dreaded forfeit. I have a proposition. Yeah, we did. At the end of the day, I've 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 not come overly last. I've come joint last. So obviously, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm more than happy to to go with my share of the deal. But obviously, uh, Courtney has to do. Well, I'm still debating for a quarter of a point with Joe Guanyu. But um, <laughs> you really needed that. Point. <laughs> that's that's my only argument. I'm like, can I still debate court or even an eighth of a point? Um, <laughs> I mean, you're asking for the FIA right of review here. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be giving you that, unfortunately. No, no, you um, can go after the, the FIA court of review. We'll get to it in two years and we'll come back and make no, a judgment once right. you've already it's done your penalty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, those are the rules, I'm afraid. So, uh, yeah, I think the only fairest way to do this is for you and Courtney to have to do the dreaded forfeit. Now, of course, to remind people of what you both were going to have to do, Luke, you are going to have to dress up in the Mercedes attire and admit that Hamilton is better than Max. And Courtney, Which to be is... to be fair, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, but I'm kind of all right with that. To be fair, <laughs> Hamilton is a better driver than Max Verstappen. No, no, hold on, don't get ahead of us here. You've got to wear the gear first. We haven't done that yet. We can't ruin it for the audience, and uh, we need to give them something to look forward to this Christmas. Uh, and Courtney will have to wear the Red Bull gear and say that Verstappen is better than Lewis. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think that's fairly, didn't you? <laughs> I think it's fair, but I think Luke's already enjoying the idea. That's what I want us both to do. I'm like, crack on. <laughs> I don't think, well, I don't think Courtney would be too thrilled about this I when this comes back. He doesn't know yet. Ball top. I'm like, there you go. Have it. Have a champion's top. Have it with, have it with pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure he doesn't burn it by the time you give it to him. But, um, uh, but yeah, I nah, think that's fair well, play. Obviously, well done, Adam. Obviously, scoring your own points. And obviously, um, Lee, obviously, like, well done, mate. It is looking forward, to ne- looking forward to next year. Put it that way. Adam's stealing my victory again at the last category. <laughs> it's uh, setting a terrible precedent coming back at the last uh, category. Look, this one wasn't scripted. Well, I'll listen, say that much. We, we I both said bold. that he would score his own points. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, obviously, it's clearly shown that. Yeah, let me go through all the topics and then we get to the last one and go because I know I've won. <laughs> Adam knew this from the minute, the very minute we started recording. It was like, yeah, I've won. I've won this. No, the only the only debate is Luke can get his eighth or six. I just need one millionth of a point. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think the FA working a millionth of a point, so neither do we. <laughs> Nah, listen, it is what it is. Nah, I'm, I'm more than uh, I've, I've made a deal and I've lost, so I've got to own up to it, really. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So by the end of the season, it turns out that Lee and I still have some level of wheel knowledge, um, and even if we pull it out at the end. And uh, yes, Luke and Courtney will have to do the dreaded forfeit, so we'll have to put that together and get that done as soon as possible. But uh, until then, guys, that is us signing off for 2023. It's been an interesting season. I'm sure you all have your own highlights, but hopefully 2024 will be the start of better things to come. But you'll know what to do. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform to check out all of the latest episodes that we've got coming up for 2024. But until then, guys, that's us for DNF1 in 2023. Please stay safe. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Enjoy the holidays, however you're going to be celebrating them. And we'll see you in the next episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. And for the last time in 2023, if you're not first, you're probably DNF1. Take care.
Social Podcast Network.